When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Episode 404 of After the Whistle presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Going to the uh, BUBC game one of the bean pot tonight. Wow. Can't wait. It's going to be an absolute. That's a rival right there. That's a rivalry. But it's a ri- It's a rivalry, but it's a game one of the bean pot. And the two teams, I think, are number one. They were number one and number two a couple of weeks ago, but they played each other and BC won both games. So I think I think BC is number one in the country, and I think BU is number three. Wow. Okay. So this is going to be. That'll be a hell. So why are they playing each other in the very I- first game? I don't know how they do it. Last year, I know when I came down, uh, BU lost to North Devin Levi in Northeastern in round one. And I think it was uh, Northeastern and Harvard in the final of the Bean Pot last year because I saw BCBU in the consolation game last year. So this year, I'm coming down for game one because BC and BU are playing each other on night one of the bean pot and the atmosphere in the TD garden. They played at the TD garden, right? So it used to be played at the old Boston garden and now they do it at the TD garden. So I cannot wait to see this environment, the college kids and the bands are there and it's going to be an absolute, what's 107 year tournament. I think it's been going on. Yeah. So, so obviously, you know, for, you know, the reason why I'm going is, I mean, I, you know, one of the kids on BU lived with me for a year and Luke Tuck, you can say it, Luke Tuck, throwing it out there. Luke, Luke lived with uh, me and Brody for a year. And we also had another kid living with us. And it was, I'll be honest with you. It was one of the, it was one of the best years involved in hockey that I've ever had. And I wasn't even coaching. I was just billeting two players. It was unbelievable. So Luke went from the Buffalo Junior Sabres to the NTDP. And then from the NTDP, he went to BU. And this is his fourth year. He's been second round draft pick by Montreal. So it's his last year in college. So he's he's got that decision to make, right? Sign at the end of the year with Montreal or become an unrestricted free agent, right? And he's having a pretty right. good year. Yeah. So, so I'm going down to see that. I look forward to it. It's his last year in the bean pod. And I got my red hoodie on. I got my red hat and i got my dad and we're gonna go and we're gonna support and we're going to some we were invited to some uh there the families and the alumni and everything so we go tear it up sounds like a hell of a weekend that's gonna be a lot of fun can't wait to hear what uh just the environment because i know these college games are absolutely nuts and having bu and bc playing against each other in game one that environment is going to be through the roof and i can't wait do me a favor 
just do me a favor. Throw I me will. out a video. I already will. I, I, I got to see the arena when these two when these two teams are going at it. The fans are going to be electric. So send me a video. That's going to be that's going to be pretty cool. Sounds like the NHL had a successful All Star weekend. I, I watched I watched the skills competition and I watched the All Star game. And I think probably the only reason why I did is because it was in Toronto. And I wanted to see how the quote unquote hockey mecca or the center of the hockey universe, as the as the Canadian media would like to describe it, how they would put on an all star weekend. And I got to tell you, what made the entire weekend, in my opinion, was Nikita Kucherov. That's a conversation in itself. Right. But I guess bravo to the league for not a lot of happy fans with the Kucherov uh, debacle. But uh, listen, what do we chalk that I up think... to? Give a shit meter being low or alcohol? Both. Uh, I think that he's I think that he's super irritated and pissed off that he has to go to the All-Star game. That's it's 100 percent of the reason. Connor McDavid didn't look pissed off. Austin Matthews didn't look pissed off. Like these guys don't look pissed off. Why is Kucherov? Yeah, well, some some of them have a semblance of uh, maturity levels that uh, even though they do not want to be there, and I'm going to tell you right now, none of these guys, not one single guy, wants to be at the All Star game when uh, their teammates are laying on a beach someplace. You know, energizing and putting positive vibes in the bucket. He. Nikita Kucherov did not want to be there. He's the leading point producer in the National Hockey League. He is clearly one of the top players in the NHL. Has he didn't want to be there. He did not want to be there. He did not want to go to Toronto, okay? Which is which would be an insane environment because it's one of the ho- biggest hockey markets in the world. Um but he went there with a bad attitude. There's no question. And 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 here's the thing. I, I just think I, I don't blame him. And I think the NHL. You're okay with what he did? Uh, I, I'm not okay with what he did because I just think it like for me, if I was an all-star, which I'm clearly not people, but if I was an all-star, um, I would go there and I would represent my team. I would go there and represent my city. I wouldn't be happy doing it because I would rather be doing something else on that break. These elite players need a break, just like everyone else. This is not a break. This weekend is not a break. There's a lot of hustle and bustle, a lot of being, you know, uh, shown around like you're like you're in a circus and there's a lot going on, and I think it it can be wearing. And I think Nikita Kucherov wanted time off, but he's probably told that you're obligated to go there. This is your job. Cros- you think he was pissed that Crosby didn't have to go on Friday night? Uh, well, listen, I mean, Sidney Crosby I mean- has uh, been in the league. Uh, he's He's, what, 37 years old. He's been in the league since he was 18. He's been the face of the entire league for out of 19 of those years, probably 13 of them. Why didn't he have to be 13 there? of them? He was the face. Of, why wasn't of he the there? National hockey. Why, he is, why, in, is, why is he exempt? I know where he was. 
he was in Montana or something like that. Well, the Um, video video broke of him skating on an outdoor rink in Montana. Yeah. And he was excused, I guess, from the draft, the all-star draft. Didn't have to show up for the Friday night festivities or the Thursday night festivities. Sorry. Yeah. Because the the skills competition was Friday. And is that a problem? Did he show up to the entire weekend with a, with a, a smile on his face representing like he has for arguably his entire career. He is, he has only been a positive force for the NHL and Gary Bettman since the kid came into the league. So for him to take a day for himself or a couple days for himself, I don't have a problem with it. He has earned that. He deserves that. Do you have a problem with it? Uh, I don't have a problem with Crosby not what was, going. What at was all. the day that they were picking? What was the day that they were picking the teams? Was that the Friday, the second? Thursday, Thursday, I thought. I'm, I'm, I. My days are all mixed up here. But uh, Friday was the skills competition. So Friday Thursday, was the skills competition. Thursday, Thursday was the they draft. picked. So the way I look at it is this, PD. He was probably on his short vacation because Pittsburgh Penguins, their last game was on January 27th. So he had the 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st. Um, He would have had to fly in on the 20, 28th. So it's not really a day of rest. So he gave himself three full days or four, four full days to recharge the batteries. He basically said to the NHL, probably talk to Gary Bettman, listen, I need some time. Um, I've been doing this a very long time. Do you mind if I just show up after the night of them picking the teams, which was, you know, which was like, oh my God. Um, And they granted him that, which I'm happy that they granted him that because he deserves it. You got Frank Saravalli. Well, hold on. Before you go to Frank Saravalli, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you Frank got Frank Saravalli. Frank didn't like it. Well, he's he's given his opinion like his opinion actually has some clout to it, which is horse shit. Frank Saravalli needs to, needs to wake the hell up. Like, I don't understand how Frank Saravalli can sit there and get angry. We're not talking Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews is what, 26 years old? Sidney Crosby, 37. He's been the face of this league. He's been the biggest name drafted in the last 20 years. Right. But but he asked for one day. What Frank Saravalli's point is, is, you know, he went off and talking about how Crosby didn't have to show up to the draft. There's a video of him skating in an outdoor rink in Montana in full equipment. And uh, basically just went off saying it's unacceptable that that he's been excused and he gets a he gets a pass. Right? Like that's what he was talking about. Why does Crosby, Well that's an Crosby idiotic comes? statement then? Well that's an idiotic statement. We're not but, talking you know what though? We're Here's not talking thing, though, Connor McDavid, who's been in the league for eight years. We're talking well, Sidney Crosby. Well Sidney Crosby's been in the league for eighteen years. How many All Star games has Crosby played in? I don't know. Six. Okay. Six All Star games. Now I'm sure okay. a couple of those due to injury he didn't play in. There was a the couple. One. A lot. Probably a lot. Sidney Crosby plays the game the right way. 
He's not, uh, you know, twinkle toes and not going into the danger areas or the tough areas. He plays the game like the ultimate hockey player. And he's taken a beat in doing it, and he needs time. He's now 37. Worn, he's had a lot of miles on that body. So asking for one day not to show up to the very first night where they're picking the teams, which was a complete and utter disgrace as far as I'm concerned. You're going to sit there and shit on Sidney Crosby? I'm going to tell you the character of Sidney Crosby. You know what really angered me about what Frank Saravalli said? It's just going on about, you know, how it's disrespectful and what he's done to the done to, you know, making this decision of not showing up. Well, he did show up, Frank. And I'm going to tell you something. I read something um, that someone had written um, after the comments of of, uh, of Frank Saravalli. And he spoke about how his daughter was sent a jersey from Sidney Crosby while she was going through cancer treatment. And this literally, I mean, a lot of memories came back for me because my son at the age of six was diagnosed with a rare form of, of, uh, cancer where we had spent, uh, a year in the hospital and dealing with all of the, uh, I was going to say ups and downs and all arounds, but there was no ups. And Sidney Crosby sent a package. I don't know Sidney Crosby. I've only played against him for a number of years when I was in the NHL. But I had a package sent to me. I didn't know what it was. I opened it up. And I was absolutely, I I was dumbfounded. At the time, I had three kids. One of them obviously going through the cancer treatments and going through a pretty tough time. And I have Sidney Crosby sending three signed jerseys to my my kids with cards and a bobblehead and and shirts and pictures saying, you know, keep up your chin, Nick. Um, you know, we're thinking about you here in Pittsburgh. Had uh, Yevgeny Malkin signed something. Had uh, Chris Letang signed something. My son, at fifth, at sixteen years old, ten years, still has that stuff in his room. Still has that stuff in his room. I can't begin to explain to you how incredible this young man is. Um, and what he does behind the scenes. No one knew that he does this stuff. No one no one talks about Sidney Crosby and how special he is. Because he doesn't do it for everyone else. He doesn't do it for Frank Saravalli to uh, sit there and have a conversation about him. He does it on his own. And he does it behind the scenes. And he's done a lot for this league. And he's done a lot for people. So to sit there and have... Frank Saravalli shoot his mouth off about Sidney Crosby not being there for a, a friggin' boring ass, um, you know, night where they're picking teams. Would have rather watched paint dry. And I'm okay with giving the best player and the best ambassador for this game in the last 18 years a night off. Nikita Kucherov, he will never come back to another All Star game. 
He will never be an all-star again. Period. That that would be my punishment is he will never be an all-star the rest of his career. Well, that is a that's not a punishment. That's a reward. That's what he wants. Well, a- again, so you you say that, and that's fine. That's fine. But let me tell you something. Do I like what he did? No, I think it's immature. I think it's I think it's really poor. There's ways of having conversations. He's the he's one of the best players in the world. He's leading the National Hockey League this year in points. Go and make a phone call to Gary Bettman and say, Gary, I need a I need rest. I am mentally shot. I cannot do it. You want to find me? Go ahead and find me. I don't care, but at least I'm going to have a conversation and let you know that I need time. And maybe Gary Bettman, maybe Gary Bettman has heart. Maybe he understands that these guys aren't just puppets. Maybe Gary Bettman's going to say, not a problem. We'll pick someone else. We'll go get Braden Point from your team. We'll go get Steve Stamkos or Victor Hedman or all the stars. Or maybe they'll have say, on. hey, Nick, you don't like it? Get the fuck out of our league. Really? Go to the, go to the really? Nick? That's what he's going to say when a guy no. says that he just need, cordially makes a phone call to Gary But isn't Batman? the All-Star game an agreement between the players and the league? to continue to grow the game that they agree that this is something they need to do to keep the game and all the best players at in, uh, in one location at one time to build the game. Are you growing the game? I don't know. Do if you know who watches the, the all-star game? The you know game... who attends the all-star game? They're the super fans. They are the super insanely dialed in NHL fans. They are going to be there. Hell or high water. That's who watches the all-star game. That's who supports the All-Star Game are the absolutely complete complete diehards. Kids love it. I know, but who's bringing them? Who's bringing the kids are the diehard parents. Now, I know that this is good for the league because you have diehard parents that bring their kids to these events. These kids will grow up being diehard um, parents and they will bring their kids. It's the cycle of it all. And for, I'm going to tell you this. I, 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 I do not watch all-star hockey. I do not watch the skills competition. I'll go on Twitter and I'll watch the fastest skater. I'll watch that. That's it. And I'm going to watch the hardest shot. That's for me. That's all I want to watch. I don't want to watch the hockey. I don't want to watch three on three. I don't want to watch it. That being said, the NHL knocked it out of the park this, this all-star break. From what I've read from, and I've read hundreds of people's opinions on this weekend, there's always going to be your haters, kind of like, I guess, me. Um, But there's a lot of people that really enjoyed watching this year's All-Star game. And I'm like, wow. Not game one. Game one was an absolute joke. Game okay. one was an absolute joke. It was the red team versus Crosby's team. Okay. It's embarrassing. And I'm almost convinced that after that game, they went into the locker room and someone from NHL came down and was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's the best that you guys can do. That is an absolute disgrace to what we're trying to accomplish here. You actually think someone came down and ripped them? 
Well, if not, then the players in the locker room watch the first game and they're like, we can't go out and perform like that. That's embarrassing. That was it was a it was a fucking joke. That's why I stuck around. In fact, that first game with how bad it was was the reason why I stuck around to see the second and the third. And the other two I was very impressed with. The other two games, I was very impressed with the pace, the effort. Was it balls to the wall? No, it wasn't. But it was sure as hell a lot harder than it was the first game. I hate the three on three. I I I just I don't I don't like this format. Well, they're 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 but trying the- something to to um you know, you know spark a- something. Do you know what's amazing though, Craig? Do you know why they went to three on three to to begin with? So that we could see more skill, more creativity, give players more space and time at the puck, right? So the players could really show off their skill. Well, find me a time ever in the history of hockey where players have had more time, space to do things with the puck than they do right now in a five-on-five game. I mean, you could put these you could put these guys in a five-on-five. I'm not trying to sit here and fix it. I don't even want to go down this path, to be honest with you. I just think I'm sick of the All-Star game for for for. For as bad as it's been in years past, I thought this year was much, much better. I thought the skills competition was competitive. Well, you know, there I, I read I read a lot. I read a lot of people's opinions on this, whether they were media members or or fans in general that watched on TV, uh, that you know, gave their opinions. And there was a lot of people, an overwhelming amount of people were very pleased with this year's all-star game and and skills competition and the entire makeup of the weekend. And uh that there, that's a good thing. That's a good thing because you're trying to represent uh, the National Hockey League. You're trying to build uh, a fan base uh, or more of a fan base. And, uh, you know, good good on the NHL for putting on, on a good show then. All-Star weekend's over, but there are always All-Stars that are performing at the top of their game. They're the lawyers at Salino Law. So if you need a personal injury attorney or you've been hurt in a car crash, call the Yates. 888-888-8888. Call Salino Law. Looking for a night out? Maybe go watch a game at a bar? Maybe even have a nice fancy dinner? Who knows? I might even get crazy and play some bets while I'm at it. And there's only one place to do all that. Only at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. You can hit up Stick Sports Bar and Grill, grab an unbelievable steak at the Western Door, gamble at the casino, or even play some bets at the sportsbook. All in one location at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. There was one saber at the All-Star game. Rasmus Dahlin was there. Looked like he was having a good time. Didn't do much in the games. I mean, I don't know. That, that, that doesn't matter to me. You're not there to really worry about how the guy performs. It looked like he was having fun. And that's, uh, you know, he, he showed up the next day on, on Monday. And, uh. And was practicing on Sunday or, or, or Sunday, and was practicing with the the first uh, team practice uh, on Sunday. You know, right from the All Star game, right into practice, not missing the beat, and that's a good uh, that's a good thing to uh, see from uh, from our leader. Well, that's that's what you need because the fact of the matter is, is what are they? They're back at it with Dallas tonight. They have no Samuelson, no Quinn. You know, yeah, the Samuelson I mean, news is. 
The Samuelson, we talked about the Quinn injury uh, in our last Seneca side notes. I encourage everyone, actually a lot of people went and listened to that and they really enjoyed it. And some people messaged about the contract idea. Um, you know, that. but go listen to the show and if you want to comment, comment. But, you know, now we have Samuelson out. That's tough. That's tough. Samuelson uh... has been banged up for two years. Yeah, yeah. You know, he has been Jack Quinn's leg. Uh, someone told me it was the same leg that he had surgery on. I don't know if that has any correlation or anything to do with his injury. All I'm saying is it's like, it's what happens when you have the youngest team in the league for two fucking years in a row. Yeah, I'm but every, sorry. every, let every, you team, don't every team's them. having those injuries, PD. Okay. Yeah, I guess. You know, like I, I, but it's all our young guys, Craig. It's all our fucking young guys are getting hurt. And now we have a young guy sliding in on the top line. What do you you, you mean all the young guys are getting hurt? Our entire team is young guys. I guess that's true. (laughs) That doesn't mean what you said does not make any sense. Our our oldest guy is still getting hurt. Our entire team are young guys, except for Zemgus Gergensen and, uh, you know, Jeff Skinner was out for a little bit with an injury. You know, Gergensen was out, you know, some time with an injury. So it's no, it's it's not just our young guys. Our our team in general have had some uh some bumps and bruises. And I will just say that uh you know Samuelson has had a little bit of heat this year. He's had a little bit of heat on him because I don't think he has played to um the expectations that I think that um we all the fans want to see or or the or the management um but there has been snippets of his play that is fantastic like he has looked incredible in certain games and in other games he really has struggled and now you're 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 probably understanding why you know he's probably trying to play through an injury that is clearly affecting his play and I think the coaching staff and the management right now is, is looking at this, like the season's ultimately over. We need, we need, if he's going to have a surgery, which they're saying upper body, I would imagine that's a shoulder. It's either rotator cuff, a labrum tear. It's something of that nature. Okay. And all I'm going to say is you want this, this man to get it done now. So you're going to be February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. That's eight months of recovery on a shoulder before we play the season. Because you want Matias Samuelson to be healthy and you want him to be playing at it at the elite level that we all know that he can play. Because he's going to be missed. His style of play is going to be missed. But we also want him healthy. I don't know. I can go so many different ways on this. What does this mean for the team on defense? Can you, it, Do they have the guy to step in and replace him? Do they need to go and get somebody to replace him? Is it just kind of like, a, hey, uh, we lost this player. Insert the next guy up. Is the season a write-off? These are the questions that I have. Um, I think they have everything that they need. Um, 
because ultimately Kevin Adams is in a situation where he's either going to sit on his hands like he's done in the past and bring in band-aids, which he's done in the past, or he's going to make an, a significant move to make the team better. Those are the two options. He's, he's not going to like Matias Samuelson is a huge part of the team moving forward. He's still very, very young. He's a little banged up right now, but that's, I mean, it happens. This happens in this league. What I will say is, you know, you, you, you have Rasmus Dahlin and, and Clifton and Yoki Haru. You have Owen power. Um, you have Eric Johnson. You have Ryan Johnson. Now I would, I would think that Eric Johnson is going to get moved at the deadline. That is, that should be a hundred percent. He's not coming back the year after. I would be moving him out. I don't know what you're going to get for him. Maybe a third or fourth round pick if you're lucky. Um, Jacob Bryson is is uh, you know basically going to be a filler option. So I don't I don't know what this I don't know what this team's going to do. Because I've been surprised with the lack of decisions that they've made up to this point, or for that matter, to start a season. Sounds like Devin Levi is in Rochester to stay. You you look at the amount of right decisions starting from the start of the year. They've clearly, I think, have really not made the right moves at all. Now their philosophy, I think, has kind of like come around and 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 bit them in the butt. It's but about it's, time. It's, it's about time if Devin Levi is spending the time in the minors for the remainder of the season. Run with Comrie. What's it matter? UPL. Well, you're going to run with Uka Pekalukin. Yeah, you're going to. And Comrie's going to be a backup. Comrie as your backup. Cause, and then Devin Levi should be playing every bloody game down there, whether he's tired or not tired. I don't even care. He should just, they should feed him games so he knows what it's like to play a pro schedule he's been used to playing a, a a d1 hockey schedule which is 35 games a year and he's not you know he needs to be in a situation where he he gets the feel and the grind of playing multiple games um because Devin levi is a hell of a hockey player he's a hell of a goaltender and he's going to be great for this team but this is this should have happened at the start of the year the decision to to bring him up as a 21-year-old hockey player to backstop this team, a team that's missed the playoffs for 12 years in a row, a team that missed the, the playoffs by one game. There was a lot of positive going into this season, tons of positive. And the fan All base these, is pissed right now. The fan base are, are, the fan are base beside is, themselves. Is I haven't talked to right one now. person in Buffalo. There's not one single person that I have talked to. Maybe that's why I come on this pod all the time, and I'm so angry because the the I I can't even go to the grocery store. I can literally not go to the grocery store with without someone coming up to me and talking about Sabres hockey. I yeah. can't take my kid to a soccer soccer game. I can't take them anywhere without people expressing, "Hey, what's your thought on this?" But everybody's not happy. 
This person writes, team. Craig, this person writes right here. I'm sorry. Someone wrote right here a response to something, and I don't want to read what they wrote, but the ending line is, what can they do? It's almost like they wake. It's almost like the Sabres wake up each morning and say, what can we do to further alienate the fan base? This is in response to the lineup yesterday. It's in response to everything else that they've done. These responses to some of these, our team is so soft. Let's play our smallest D-man and leave two physical players in the minors. I don't give a rat's rear end what, what numbers say. Yoki Haru should never be paired on the top unit. and He doesn't gel with Darlene. Hey, I'm hearing Hannafin might be available. Just saying. Enough of Granado's lineup. He wants to make he wants to make the playoffs by making this line. I mean, it's like these these fans are pissed, man. These fans are pissed and they're fed up. And the fucking bills are done. And the fact of the matter is, these fans should have a team that they should be cheering about right now. Not watching some other young kid go down with another fucking leg injury. Uh, and then another young player go down with another injury. This fan base is pissed. I'm I'm fucking fed up. I'm so fed up with this franchise. Well, man. how I'm long? So fed how up long with have... the Pagula era? I'm so fed up with the Terry Pagula era. It's like it's like we've been we've been doing this, um, you know, show whether it's our podcast or we did a show, obviously downtown for for five years. We've been doing this a long time, and it's it's uh, I'm I'm worn out. I'm angry. Like I want nothing more than this team to have success. I want it so bad, not only for myself selfishly, because I want to watch good hockey. I I'm not I'm not joking when I say this. The fan base here in Buffalo that have watched the Sabres for the past 13 years honestly do not know what good hockey is. They don't know what good hockey they don't even know what exciting hockey is because they've they haven't witnessed it in years. The building, the building downtown is 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 like a snooze fest because there's no excitement. There's no energy in the building. They don't have energy players. We talk about, you know, I will say this. I don't believe the roster was con- has been constructed properly. No, we are it. loaded with high-end talent, but that doesn't mean you're a good hockey team. You need to build it properly. And I just, I'm so angry. This is probably the angriest I've been at the Sabres management. And I know they've had different management for years and different coaches for years, but this group here in particular has been given literally an incredible unit. At least players Tim Murray. Been- at least Tim Murray had a set on him to go and make a deal. He sent all those players for Kane and Bogosian. You know, he tanked for fucking McDavid, but got Eichel. You know, he traded for Ryan O'Reilly. He traded for Robin Leonard. Yep, he made all these moves, and we forget. We forget this. Like we have made no. We've made no trades. Like, like, honest to God, like. Uh, well, name the trades that we've made. No. Eric Jack, Robinson, Jack Eichel trade. Jack Jack Eichel was is, Eric was, Johnson. Eric Johnson's thirty five years that's old. That's a signing. He's, that's a signing. I know, but I'm even talking the signings, Speedy. 
I've said this before. Name me, name me a team in the league that would pay Zemgus Gergensen at the start of the year two and a half million dollars. Name me a team that would pay I want to do this. Tyson Jost two million dollars. There's not a team in the league that would have paid him that. So why are we paying him that? That's like, where I have a problem. Like, I, I just don't get it. I mean, you know, the owner doesn't want to spend money in a front office, but he he will just piss money away with players that are you're just getting no value out of. Just makes the 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 theory makes no sense. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. Yep. Like Victor Olison is a very good hockey player. Okay. I don't very, want to do, I'm sorry, man. Talented. I can't, I can't Listen do this to me. anymore. He's a very talented hockey player. If and they can't trade him. They've tried after a 28 goal season last year, they've tried to trade Victor Olson, and there are no takers. Here's the thing. You know what you do? You play him on the first line. You play him on the first power play until you get to a point where someone has an injury issue and they want to trade for Victor Olson because he's a hell of a hockey player. And I've always said this, that he's a very talented hockey player. He's just not quite what we need because we have a whole bunch of players just like him. So now we're in a situation that we do have injuries on our team. We do have an injury to to uh, Jack Quinn, who is now out for pretty much almost the entire season. And who do we have to fill the spot? An 18-year-old kid that has not had a point in literally the last 8-10 games. And this whole conversation about bad decisions and, and issues. I, and this conversation about all these mistakes brings us to our crash course presented by Salino Law. Car crash, call Salino, call the 8s, 888-888-8888. Zach Benson is ready to step in and fill a bigger role. Zach Benson is ready to step in and fill a bigger role. This is a quote from the coach. 18-year-old kid ready to step in and play a bigger role. Has he had a point in since Christmas? He he struggled. He struggled uh, immensely in the last uh, month and a half. And I know, listening to Don Granado, he's telling that this guy's ready. No, he's not. He's not ready at all. He hasn't had a point in the, over a month and a half. And Don Granato, in the same breath, basically said that, um, you know, Zach Benson's game seemed to dip it a little bit because of the, um, you know, the season. Like, it's it's a long season, and he's never played a season like this before. But that's my whole friggin' point. That's my whole point. Did we go into the season knowing that we weren't going to make the playoffs? Was that the thought process of our GM bringing in an 18-year-old kid, well, knowing that he's going to have... last year. What's that? Sorry, sorry to cut you off, but they didn't say playoffs or bust last year in their year-round press conference, if you recall. They dodged that one. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. You were in the no, middle. I'm, it, so, it, I'm so pissed off, man. I'm so pissed off at this team right now. I'm so pissed off that this is where we're at. Is it? I'm sorry. I, I, you know what? I'm going to fucking say it. Is it bad that I want this team to get blown out? Is it bad that I want Donnie fucking Granado to get fired? Like the LA Kings just fired their fucking coach. Are you kidding me right now? Is it bad that I want Kevin, that I want a real general manager in here? 
Is that bad? Is it bad that I want to see a billion-dollar owner let this coach go and pay him his whatever he's paying to not coach next year so we can get a coach? Do you know how many fucking coaches are available out there right now? Yeah. Please, can we can we please do this? Can we run this right? Harry, Harry, listen to me, Terry. And you do it right just one time, please, one fucking time, because I'm going to tell you the truth. You have sucked my will to even want to watch your team. And we talk about it every day. I, I, I have no desire. You have no idea how fucking hard it is for me to talk about the Buffalo Sabres. And I feel most, most badly for the players. Because they're the ones that go out and have to perform. And then we have to shit on them because their management has put them in a bad spot. All of them, every single one of them, from the captain to Benson. And it makes me sick. It makes me sick because we have to come on here and we, we have to manufacture excitement. We have to manufacture real emotions for this team. When the reality is, I can't care about a team until the owner cares about the team. Well, why are we pointing on the owner right now? He appointed honestly Kevin why are we fired everybody at, else i listen I, I don't have decisions. a problem with kevin Ad, kevin adams knowledge i don't kevin adams knows hockey kevin adams is a hockey person but you know what you know what's interesting when i sit there and i think of kevin adams and the team that he actually played on back in the day when he won a stanley cup they were loaded Go back and look at the team when they won the Stanley Cup. Go back and look at the veterans that were on that team. Did they have young guys? Better, You better believe they had young guys. But they also had veteran hockey players. I am just... We have so many young players on this team that they do not know what to do. They don't know how to handle what is being presented to them they don't have the consistency because the level the level in this organization is so low i have never seen anything like it losing is okay in this organization we have lost for so long that people do not know what standards are anymore it should be the most in it should be the most miserable environment of all time. I think, I think we I are more think angry than they are. I think we are more angry than they are. Well, I, what I'm angry at is watching, and, and, and believe me, I have supported um, the coaching staff, okay? Now, the players are, are, one, are, are on one side. They have to go and perform, okay? They're a highly talented group, but they're very young. Then you have Don Granato with his coaching staff. They're trying to figure out power plays, penalty kills, trying to stay consistent. What is the defensive structure that we are going to use in the neutral zone? What is the defensive structure that we're going to use in our zone? How are we going to play the game? Do we want to win 5-4 or do we want to win the game 3-2 or 2-1? Once you see mistakes made over and over and over and over, 
and over and over and over, you would think that there would be a coach reacting to the media going, I'm fucking done with this shit. There are going to be changes and they're going to understand that how we're playing is unacceptable. I sit there and I listen to Don Granato speak after every, and everything is, everything's like, things are okay. We're just going to oh, work gonna on learn. it. Oh, we're going to, we're going to learn anymore. from it. We're can't gonna handle have, it anymore. I can't and, handle and, it anymore. And right now there were, there's nobody. And I don't, maybe this is the wrong type of word, but there's no sacrificial lamb to make a statement to the group to say, this is not acceptable. Losing is not acceptable. Hey, if they love Donnie so much, that's your sacrificial lamb. If these players love the coach so much, that's your sacrificial lamb. We're looking. I'm like, I'm you, sorry. You just I'm, said I'm, to me, I'm, Petey, like what you just said to me, the LA Kings, the LA Kings have fired their coach. They are a plus 20 in goal differential. Okay. Plus 20. They're 23, 15, and 10. Their, their, their percentage, winning percentage is over 500. It's 0.8583. Like, it, this is a team that has been maybe underachieved in their mindset, but they've been a, still a solid team. I think they've underachieved, right? So what does the GM do? They're in a wild card spot. They're the, the, the number one wild card. The GM goes out and says, this is not acceptable. My team is better what I've put on the ice and I'm, this is not acceptable. So, so they fire a veteran coach. My, 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 my thing is where is, where is our standard here in Buffalo? Where is the standard in Buffalo? I feel that everyone, even the players the fan base and the management coaching staff all felt that this year was the year that you were going to break out. This is the year that we are going to perform and we are going to make the playoffs because we're so deep in talent. Do you think what we've done this year is acceptable? It's not acceptable. And, and there's no standard Kevin Adams did not have to extend Don Granato at the end of last season. He did not have to extend him. Well, he didn't have to. Uh, he didn't have to sign Cousins to a seven-year deal, and he didn't have to sign Samuelson. He didn't have to. He. That's just what you do. Don Granato, up to this point, and what he has done in the two and a half years that he's taken over this team, I think has done a very, very good job with this young group. This year in particular, when there is the, the group is supposed to grow and move forward, the team's gone backwards. It is clear to me that there was major mistakes made going into a season where you end last year and you missed the you missed the playoffs by one point. This team battled and played very well down the stretch. There was a really, even though they missed the playoffs, there was a very positive um, vibe in the in the player's mind. Okay, we are getting there. We are going to do this next year. You need your GM to go out and make some moves. You bring in you bring in rookie goaltenders. You don't you don't you bring in two defensemen that are five like five six defensemen. 
You don't make one single move on the forward line and bring in yeah, one eighteen-year-old. Uh, this this is segment, ridiculous. this segment was supposed to be about Benson playing on, you know, taking a bigger role because he's ready to step in and take a bigger role for Jack Quinn's injury and and Don Granado's comments. And I don't want to talk about Benson because you know why? Because he's not ready to take on a bigger role. He's just not because he should be in junior, and that's not his fault. Good for you for making the NHL. Good for you for being one of the best players at training camp to make this team does not say much about what this team had going into the season this is going to be the end of crash course because i can i cannot i'm too nervous about this game tonight that i can even worry about the sabers because i think both teams i'm going to watch tonight in college would probably beat the buffalo sabers in a game to be quite honest with you so that's it for crash course presented by salino law car crash call salino 888-888-8888 and to be honest with you uh to know I, I hope that wasn't too harsh what i said about how i feel about the team because i don't want people to think that i i, I don't know how they would feel about you know that. why you feel that way because that's how everybody fucking feels that's what that's everybody says because to me so why am i not allowed to feel that way i worked for this fucking team i had to lie for this fucking team i had to go on the radio and cover fucking mistakes for this team and justify things oh my god what that did to my sanity i don't think people understood what that was doing to my psyche at the time they have no idea how hard it was. And that's why it was so easy to fucking leave. It was so easy to leave because, number one, you're not going to take my fucking time away from us that we built and then expect us to accept it. But number two, ex and expect us to continue to do what we were doing after you fucked us. Hey, give me a fucking break. No, no. Your balls are mine, Buffalo Sabres, and, and I'm going to fucking squeeze them until you fix things. Petey. What? Petey. Are we still recording? I love you, man. No, I'm so sick of it. Hope everyone you has a great how fucking many, day. You know I'm how going many to the points pot. they were out last year at One. this time? One oh, this point. time? Yeah. One point. Now they're 10. With supposedly a more mature team, a better team. Um... And, uh, you know, listen, I mean, I, I apologize to everybody that's going to listen to this podcast. I really, I really, I, I wanted, I want, uh, PD, I've never seen you. I, wow. I'm just kind of sitting on the other side of this zoom call here today. And I've never seen you really get this animated and irritated. And I, and I, and I feel this for one reason, people, you know, probably are like, why the hell are these guys just literally losing their shit? They haven't even played a game in two weeks or whatever. And the reality of it is um, there are a lot of very, very unhappy Sabres fans that we um, have to talk talk to every single day. And it's starting to wear on us. Um, and I love this team. I love the Buffalo Sabres. I love the city of Buffalo. Um and I'm a fan. I want this team to do well. I really do want this team to do well. I'm, I'm craving it. I'm it, to the point where I've never really craved something as much as I do right now in all the years, even when I was playing. I was it's like, I want these guys to, to, to do well. So that'll do it for today's episode of After the Whistle presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close.